All right, welcome to another episode of New Earth Medicine Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Jer Alexander, also known as Kavalia Davy. She is 53 years old, living right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. She is the owner and designer of Sacha Malas and a mother. And I'm really honored to have you here with me tonight. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Tarsita. It was really um, an honor to talk to you about doing this and to be here and talk to your audience. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into malas or what your kind of pull was towards malas and taking over Sachamalas or anything kind of the history or her story of it. Right. Um, it's, I mean, my background is winding. I've done <laughs> a bunch of different things. And, um, but I think it probably starts when um, I was a disgruntled lawyer, like for years. And um, at some point, my husband and I decided to go live off grid in rural North Carolina. And I wanted to, I mean, I love to knit and I was doing hand spun yarn and it was back like when Etsy was pretty new, uh-huh. you know, and so, and things were still kind of, I don't know, the whole hand spun blogging world felt very intimate. And so I had a, a store on Etsy where I did a, a, I basically spun yarn and we got sheep. And it was a really nice life, you know? I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was like, um, it's been that big fat art yarn. Yeah. um, You're already creating with your hands anyways. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love to tinker with things with my hands. I also would ended up with like tons of spinning wheels because, you know, I take discarded wheels and kind of like, I don't know. I loved um, all the kind of like technical and mechanical like aspects of it too. So yeah, so that was like my handmade journey and I would have stayed with it except that it turned into like all production and not much creativity Mm -hmm. and you know a skein of yarn on a good day might sell for $30 or something which is great a lot of work but it was so much work. I mean, I could spin literally. I was starting to feel like I was in a fairy tale or something. It's been, <laughs> been, been morning till night. That's what it's been feeling like as you like talk about it. I'm like, this is such a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I wanted a fairy tale life, but it wasn't. It's such good memories. But at some point I just burnt out, you know, and then we adopted our child mm-hmm. and that changed things a lot. And then my mom um, who my mom and dad both lived in Atlanta and he had passed at some point during this whole time. But then when my mom got sick, I was like, yeah, we need to move back to Georgia. Um, cause that's where we lived before we lived in Atlanta when I was like young. And then, yeah, so we came back to Georgia in 2019 mm-hmm. and for money, I got another job. Um, and health insurance and all those things you feel like you need to adult and have a child and all that stuff. And, um, but yeah, I also had kind of gotten my fitness, my health in order in terms of like eating and exercise. 
and I found yoga, you know, and I mean, I, yeah. I'd done yoga from when I was young, but like I hadn't really done yoga. Like I started doing yeah. yoga. I think um, a friend had like challenged me to, I think it was a beach body, um, three week yoga, you know, challenge to where you do yoga every day for three weeks. And this was like Hatha or Vinyasa yoga, very simple, um, easy, nice yoga. And But after doing it every day for three weeks, I was like, oh, I see what's, you know, why people get really, really into yoga. It sort of like grabbed me something about yeah. the consistency of it. And so, um, so I got really into yoga and I'm going to say this was in maybe, ooh, 2016 okay so I started doing that kind of yoga all the time and I got into the whole bhakti world mm -hmm. the devotional chanting mm -hmm. I loved all that I think you and I kind of have that in common yes right? definitely yeah yeah so I was um I know I'm making this story kind of long but so oh, we have time <laughs> so then um so then when we were here, um, when we moved back here and I got this stressful job, I had just happened to find online a book about Kundalini yoga called Invincible Living mm -hmm. and ordered it off Amazon and was like, this sounds good. And I think they tried Kundalini like on some of the yoga websites, but it always seemed like hard and weird and yeah. um, my arms hurt and I just wasn't like inspired you know but when I read um when I read Invincible Living I was super inspired and so looked up Rama Institute and started doing the classes on Rama Institute in 2019 and then um when the lockdown happened you know um in like the women's groups we were having like the daily live zoom and that really like it just kind of um I don't know. It became an anchor, you mm -hmm. know, during that whole thing during all of COVID. And then my mother passed. And somehow, I mean, I really feel like that, that regular Kundalini yoga got me through because it kept me on. I mean, it kept me not from grieving, but you know, yeah, there was a, yeah. there was a respite from it. There was a way of taking my whole mind out of it and, and, chanting mantras and all that mm -hmm. and then okay yeah yeah it was like okay that's my me time where I'm just going to go into another headspace mm -hmm. and it's really the only luck I've ever had with meditation too is mantra meditation mm -hmm. and kundalini yoga you know and um and that's pretty much the way I have to do it so so let's see I think when I saw I mean, I, I was familiar with malas that you just repeat the mantras. They're called 108 or Japa malas. They have like 108 beads, you know, and just, yeah, just want to make sure your audience knows. So they usually, yeah. you know, they're one strand of beads with 108 beads for lots of reasons I can explain. And then they have a tassel. And so that's kind of your typical, you know, what you see on people's yeah mouths. exactly and what you can get on amazon oh my gosh my puppy is burrowing into my shirt hold on <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> it's raining here in Georgia, so the dogs get nervous. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, but yeah, they're very common and I mean, they're special, but I had never really gotten that into mantra meditation with them. I mean, like, like you hold them and you, you say like a particular mantra, a particular word or phrase or whatever with each bead is kind of the normal thing, or you can just wear them. But it was when I saw the tantric malas in the Kundalini world that I really got interested because I was just like, I want to learn how to make that. That looks really incredible. Um, you remember the first time that you saw one? Well, yeah, I think I saw them. I saw them a lot before I realized what they were. You know, I would see basically these sort of, you know, it, there were a lot of pearls. It looked like yeah. it looked like the yoga teachers were wearing these long pearl necklaces. And I was kind of like, huh. I wonder what that's about, you know? I know. When we were at Camp Grace, I think we were at the, you went to Camp Grace in Florida too. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah. I remember everybody had them on. I was like, what is that? And I just didn't know what it was, but it was the first time I'd ever like seen oh, them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't much before that, that I had, um, that I had seen them, but. Other than so, the teachers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, i I realized at some point what they were because of Sasha Corellis. So Sasha um, started a business back then, I think. I'm, I think she started it way before, but I mean, it came into like my consciousness around 2020, 2019, 2020. And um, I really wanted to learn how to make them. But so it's a string of beads. I mean, it's basically, you know, a beaded necklace and yet it comes sort of, it'll be like a single strand and then it'll veer out into a double strand into a single strand into a double, double strand. And it looked really like, how, how does one make that? Like, I just couldn't figure it out. Like, you know, I'd done jewelry making in the past, just as part of being like a crafty person, you know, mm -hmm. and a knitter. I mean, it just kind of all, I just did that too, but yeah, I didn't really, I just had no idea. So Sasha gave a class on, you know, Rama online um, through Zoom. I mean, she had people live and then she had uh, Zoom and like, um, I, I mean, I didn't even want to spend, I mean, they're expensive, you know? So I was like, I'm going to learn to make my own. I'm not going to necessarily buy one first. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I did the class and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And she's incredible. And the way she explained it was incredible. And I was so curious because it's a particular code. I mean, it's, it's like, it's got its own little like Morse code language going on in it, so to speak, or, you know, they call it a technology. And, um, and to look at the code itself is really beautiful. And it's odd because um, it's so hard to describe, but basically it has eight sections. They're all different and it's a binary code. So there'll be one bead, two beads, one bead, two beads, um, or four beads or two, you know, I mean, it kind of like, but it's always either one or two in different configurations. So it's binary, but it never repeats. Like you can go one direction, the other direction, the other direction, and it doesn't repeat. And, you know, it was sort of like, what is the significance of this? You know, I mean, like, why? 
And I was really interested in why. And I've been trying to study and figure out why <laughs> for a long time. So what um, have you found? Oh, gosh. Well, a lot of stuff. But I'm still working on some theories. Okay. So like. Um, Will you give us some teasers? <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. No, I'd love to talk about it because um, there are probably people out there, too, who know much more about the history of this. Right. So um, I haven't been able. I mean, I haven't found out. But I mean, the, the general thing people will say is that one thing Sasha did, which was really cool, was she was the first one to start stringing them on 24 karat gold. Mm. And so the sort of the wire that holds the beads becomes kind of like a superconductor, a metal su superconductor. And she really only used crystals, you know, some kind of gemstones that had specific properties based on like what you were needing in your life. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of us are into stones, right? Like different, different crystals. And so, um, I mean, in a sense between the metal and the, the quartz or the stones or whatever, it becomes like a little, I mean, it's a very powerful little, I mean, you could liken it to your iPhone or to a microchip or whatever. I mean, it's the same materials and it has its own program. I mean, it has its own bi binary code and how, how does that work? Um, anyway, at the time that I went ahead and took over the business, I had no idea, but I had heard, you know, okay, so, so that this particular pattern, I guess I'll call it, mm -hmm. it came from as far as in the Kundalini world, the popularization of this kind of mala in the Kundalini world, there's a pamphlet that you can get online. Um, and it's called the five attributes of the Mahan Tantric. And um, at the time that was considered to be Yogi Bhajan. And um, it has like five different, like a staff. Uh, um, I can't even remember what they all were. The important one was the necklace, you know? Okay. And it was one of his students and his student wrote this pamphlet. And it says that he found this code, this pattern in a book on divinatory magic. An old, an ancient book on divinatory magic. Now that's wild, you know. And so he went ahead and made this necklace a couple out of a couple of different materials. And when he showed it to Yogi Bhajan, you know, he thought it was something really special. When he showed it to Yogi Bhajan, Yogi Bhajan said, "Oh yes, this represents the sixteen movements of incarnation." And he called it like the Sola Kala Avatar. This is all very mysterious, you know. I've never heard that. It's so beautiful. I mean, oh, I've heard really? like, the beginning of the story, but I've never heard the name of what he called it. Yeah. And the 16 incarnations. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, but I was like, what does that mean? And then I'd heard, okay, so there's um, Tej uh -huh. um, with the Rama Institute. Tej is a teacher and she, you know, has a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge from decades before. Um, us right and so she uh, she actually has on her website that it was found in a book on architecture an ancient book on architecture I can't imagine that that's true I think it's either a typo or whatever but I'd love to ask her sometime if I ever you know get a chance um, but I don't see what it really has to do with architecture and the fact that it, you know I don't know 
Um, I have found some links between what it is and some various kinds of divinatory magic, but, but basically like, so this pattern became popular from that, from that pamphlet, people started making these and wearing them. And my understanding is at that point, it was sort of part of the Sikh culture. Okay. And then it came and became popular in Kundalini because of the Yogi Bhajan and because of, of that. But it didn't necessarily at all originate in state culture if it was from an ancient book on divinatory magic. I mean, what is that? You know, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so so then I would also hear like everything is in there. All the planets are in there. The numerical codes have these real specific meanings. And um, I was just like, wow, maybe we need a numerologist, you know, like all this stuff to try and figure it out. So. Um, but let me just say, uh, before I go on and on and on about that, about at some point before I got that deep into it, is um, I realized that Sasha, the woman who started Satamala's, she wasn't making them anymore. At one point, I just was like, what's going on with her? And I messaged her and I looked at the website and it said sort of like closed for now or you know, something like that. Um, I wasn't sure if it was permanent or not. And so, you know, she was a friend, but not like someone I talked to all the time. And finally, she told me like her hands and her eyes had kind of, you know, given out, which makes perfect sense. And, you know, different things that happened in the group of, of people, you know, the, uh, the teacher that we had at the time had died, Guru Jagat. And so, you know, I think it rocked a lot of people's worlds, you know, and I mean, it, it definitely affected mine. And I think Sasha, uh, there was just a lot of transitions, you know? And so- I didn't realize, I didn't, ha I hadn't connected those dots that that's when she had stopped weaving was, um during that train, like Guru Jagat's passing? It was, I don't know exactly if it was, but it had something to do with it for sure. I she didn't speak for Sasha, but I mean, you know, I think when- So those you know, times our, are overlapping. I didn't yeah, know. yeah. And our bodies do kind of, you know, reflect. Mm -hmm. They respond. You know, yeah, they respond. And it was almost like she just couldn't do it, yeah. you know, like energetically, yeah. she just couldn't do it and, and her body wasn't cooperating and and it does you know it does take a lot of energy to to make them and kind of um yeah keep What's track of this exactly I remember you said that to me one time when I was talking about it you said well that's a lot of energy to hold yeah and I was like, thank you I feel so affirmed you know because <laughs> I can't turn them out you know I mean it's not like something I can just like make three in a day because it's also um, chanting and praying over it. Usually, you know, like there's a specific. Oh no, is that one yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That it's came totally over fun. That's, We're human and this is life. <laughs> You're right about that. I don't know what that was, but hopefully it won't happen again. 
me make sure that nothing else is on. Um, yeah, so, so the, the, actually quit weaving and then, yeah, on her website. Well, yeah, so I just felt really sad that she wasn't doing it anymore because I, for some reason, really loved her business. I loved that she made both kinds of malas and she has these, had these big fat megawatt malas. And I mean, I thought, I had thought because I loved making them and I made many for myself and for friends after learning on her class um, of starting my own business, you know, but it's always kind of weird. Like, I don't want to be a competitor. I would need to come up with my own designs. And, and there's another wonderful member of our community too, Giangi, who has her own. I mean, she was the first one, as far as I know, with a tantric mala business who was kind of in our world our sangha mm -hmm. and um so yeah so i wasn't i didn't have any plans to do that you know but when sasha stopped it just was so sad to me and i was kind of at a loose end in the sense that like you know i was still grieving my mom's passing i ended up quitting my job because yeah i mean that's another story but the sort of workload that had gotten piled on during COVID mm -hmm. was insane. Like there was no way to do it anymore. There was, and there was certainly no way for me to do it anymore. So it's funny how quit. the pushes us in the direction of our destiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm so glad I listened, you know, and then I almost didn't even broached the subject with Sasha at all about, you know, if she wanted to take over. I mean, I just, I remember sitting there on Facebook Messenger, like, should I send this? Because I had said, you know, have you thought about selling your business or having someone take over your business or whatever? And I'm like, hmm, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Oh, yeah, I'll just ask. Can't hurt to ask, right? So I did. And like, in like five seconds or something, she just wrote back, yes, you know, oh my God. you know, she wrote like, ha ha ha, yes. And, um, and it was within like a week or two during Mercury retrograde of course. that we had everything transitioned, you know, I mean, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. She's very like, you know, organized person that way. I mean, she's much more like, um, I'm much more relaxed and into like the process, you know? Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. So she sent Can me like that. What just came through is like almost like because she is so like that, it's like everything was kind of like that foundation was established and created. And now you can just like be in your process now that all that was like already like foundation was in place. Yeah, really it, cool. it was. I mean, I got spreadsheets, I got press kits, and you wow. know, not to mention all the branding and yeah. you know, um, customers that I mean, you know, the idea with the tantric malas too is that it's not just like so mala and yeah. that's it, and or you make someone a mala and that's it. It's like they do tend to break at some point. And that is, you know, it's just because of how they're made and with the wire, it's just, it's gonna happen and there's not really a way around it, but we see it. I mean, the, the way, you know, it's been looked at is that it's about, 
you know, your karma and breaking like through karmic loops. And it has to do with the energy of Tantra and all the stuff we can kind of go into. But so, and also as people, you know, go through life, they have different needs. So the sort of gemstones you might want at one point, if your mala breaks, we can kind of reimagine your mala. And she was really thinking that, you know, um, that she would have these long-term, long relationships with the malas and with the customers. And so it just didn't seem right for the business itself to go away. And she hadn't exactly set it up to just be like the business wasn't her it had yeah. life you know and so it's been really cool to have a lot of the customers that she had come back and and be like you know well that's now how you I, and I got connected exactly, exactly. She made my first mala and y'all transitioned into you owning it and I remember either at breaking and needing it to get restrung, or I don't know, I don't remember, but I remember reaching out and you were on the other end of that. And then that's, that's when our right. relationship started. So. That's right. And then I got into your human design offerings and all that. Yeah. Um, but it has connected me with a lot of wonderful people just in that way. You know, some people I already knew, most of them I didn't, you know, they're just kind of you know, message me on Instagram and I'm just like, cool, you know, um, I'd love to fix your mala. And so a lot of people just want the malas redone exactly like they were. And they'll want a new mala and a new mala um, to represent different phases of their life. But it's also really cool. Um, and then layer them, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like pick and choose between um, the energies of the gemstones, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, there are other people who are like, you know, yeah, I'm not quite as into, I'm not in that place anymore. So let's um, make it like this or whatever. Let's use a different gemstone. And, and it's still, I mean, a repair is just really like making a new mala. It's just a restringing, but it's much less expensive, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so being able to kind of tailor that to where people are at at the time and celebrate that with them, you know, and kind of reimagine um, their mala. And, and yeah, and I mean, I keep calling them malas just because it's, to me, it's really the same. I mean, Sasha called them tantric malas. Mm -hmm. I do too. Other people call them tantric necklaces because they don't fit the traditional look of what we think of as a mala but it really is just a prayer bead, you know? And like, I was raised Catholic, used to rosaries, you know, yeah. have lots of family, you know, rosaries. And, uh, and well, so- This would be a good time. Do you want to tell the difference between what people would consider 108 mala or Jampa mala and a tantric mala? I mean, we've said a lot of the details and they could kind of put it together, but just like a, you know, separate little- Yeah, well- I mean, yeah, they, so they look totally different, right? I mean, like, um, and if you just, you know, if anyone wants to Google Mala, you'll see sort of a, a one strand. Um, often it'll be wood or there's different materials that are used. Sometimes they're crystals um, and it'll have 108 beads and it'll have, it'll be 
brought together with a guru bead because this is what it's called because of um, your inner guru, I guess. So guru is within us, right? And then it'll have a tassel. And you know, you kind of, I don't know, I can imagine reasons that it was made that way, but I don't really know what they were other than the 108. Like I've heard lots of, lots of reasons. I mean, about why 108 beads, the one I kind of always heard, because I, I used to, when I did meditate with a Japa Mala, you kind of run the beads over your fingers and you say a prayer for each bead. And I would like be saying it to Ganesha, you know, who's in the background there. Um, And you're and I love Ganesha, the elephant headed God. Um, And so it would be like saying, Om Gam Ganapate Namaha, Om Gam Ganapate Namaha. I know that sounds like a mouthful, but you know, (laughs) and, and that was, you know, Oh, the idea being that, like, if you say 108, you might get 100 right. (laughs) You know, that was what my yoga teacher taught me at the time. But there's a whole lot of other reasons, too. I mean, about there being, like, um, I think just in cosmos, you know, 108 has all kinds of different significances in terms of, like, the diameter of the sun and the distance to the earth and, um, uh energy points in our bodies and different traditions and the number of letters in the Sanskrit alphabet, stuff like that. You know, there's like 54, which is half of 108, but then there's masculine and feminine. So, and, and there's, there's many things like that. So, um, yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of times, so the ones that, um, were designed by Sasha that I tend to, you know, keep with unless somebody wants something different are mostly made of sandalwood which is just such a beautiful material because it, it smells mm-hmm. so good especially when it like heats up between the fingers yeah it heats up between your fingers and it keeps you know the oil from your fingers and all that and and it really does I mean I think after you meditate with them for a while it really becomes part of you you know yeah. um and then there'll be usually some crystals around the guru beads like at different points the way that it's designed right now there will be crystals basically it's segmented into quarters so that like we're busy householders you know if you want to do a quarter of it one day maybe you don't have time for 108 you can do 27 or 54 or whatever um so yeah that's kind of the traditional mala and I'm sure most most people who any any yogis out there probably know what I'm talking about. Um, so a tantric mala is, you know, like we were saying, it looks like like a beaded necklace, and the beads are usually smaller. It doesn't have a clasp. I mean, it's it's just one thing that goes around your neck. I know they've been made with clasps, but I think my my understanding is the code does not call for a clasp. I mean, if you're going to be faithful to the code, it's just one strand. And um, if anybody can see us, they can see we both have them on. And so they like, you know, go from like, like there's four and then there's one and then there's two and then there's four. And so it keeps, you know, it's, it's, um, and I can show you too, for anybody who sees the video, you know, like this Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. this is the code. 
And I mean, I still have to look at it every time because, you know, it's kind of hard to memorize because, and they call each one of these um, the eight legs of the dragon. Uh-huh. So each, each one is a, uh, I hadn't heard to refer to it as, as eight legs of the dragon. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And I've also heard it as the eight dragons. Mm. So anyway. Um, and there's 416 beads. Is that right? There's 416 beads, which then comes to 11, you know? So that's cool. And this is episode 11. So I love and this that. is episode 11. Yeah. And also, I mean, let me think of some other... I mean, there's there's other things without getting too in deep in depth with the with the numerology and the the coding, is that the way the way the beads work? You'll have a lot of these diagonals, you know, and that in tantra, I think it's they call it Z energy, and because it's worse, yeah, yeah, on the diagonal, it's it helps us cut through our you know, our stuff, our attachments, our associations, our, our store, some of our stories that keep us away from our path, you know? So too, like in these, you would just wear, and then the idea is that they interact with our aura not with like a Japa Mala you're chanting. So with these, it's not necessarily for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people tend to not want to chant with them because they feel like they're delicate but you certainly can chant with them and I mean I do but yeah it's I don't think most people do and your process with chanting with it just the same just the exact same I just kind of go around with you know with the beads with the beads like each each little row um because they're not that delicate but then you know you also hear too and it's true that there's a lot of other resemblances. They resemble a DNA strand, you know, so that like it's, it, it is in that way also kind of connected to like our evolution or ascension as, as beings. And then if anyone has, um, <clears throat> in the, in the Kundalini world has been involved in like white tantric yoga, it's a, it's, you know, something where, and this was in like that pamphlet I was talking to you about um, the configuration of how people sit in line in what tantric yoga sort of resembles the weave mm-hmm. of the tantric necklace, sort of. So anyway, the yeah, yeah, the diagonals and the and the sort of loops. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean. A lot of times when I meditate with them, I see portals, you know, portals is a big thing too, you know, because of, um, I don't know, like um, a lot of people who are into crystals, you know, if you look at like quartz and there's like a little indentation, they call it a shaman portal. So to me, it's a little bit of the same thing. You can kind of like, you know, meditate and see if you can like go through a portal possibly. So there's all that. Yeah, I remember I also, um, after I got one of Sasha, when she had the, when she first, you know, opened the company or when I stumbled upon it, she was still owning it and um, I got a mala from her, but then I wanted to make them too. Yeah. So I remember listening to her in the video and she was talking about when it splits, you know, that the timeline is splitting and when it comes back together, you know, that that creates a portal. And so, 
you know, yes. the, I just found it so fascinating to listen to her kind of like riff on it and riff on her story. Um, which, you know, to hear now, you know, makes so much sense about when it transitioned into your hands to kind of hear her story about how she got into the malas and how Guru Jagat told her, you know, to make them and, um, you know, and then for her to leave the planet and just, you know, pass that on to you. It was just like, I don't know, so beautiful. Like all of it was like all these stories unfolding in my head when you were saying that. So yeah, and it, it came together. And I, I do remember, you know, my husband being like, so that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. It was just it so was wild. Like, it wasn't really um it wasn't thought out. It was just like you got the ping and you responded. I got the ping and there was no turning back. And I mean, it, it's also another way, you know, I mean, for me, the craft reminds me a lot of like knitting and spinning too. And it's so funny because a lot of the people, there's still a class offered. I mean, on the satchamalas.com website, um, Sasha's class is still on there and you can, you know, all these series of long, wonderful videos on how to make these for like $65. And so um, that's actually a wonderful thing because I love being able to spread the technology, you know, like it makes it so much more accessible um, because I can't, you know, afford the crystals and the metals. And I mean, it's, you know, real gold or real sterling silver, and and gemstones and sometimes you know they can be more affordable but a lot of times they're so expensive and gold's gone up and metals have gone up even too just even if people are making their own like sometimes it's nice like because whoever's weaving it's like their energy and their prayer and their practice so it's like you know like this one that you made you know that had the two little rose gold portals you know was just like I have so many that I've made, but there's just something about like the energy that someone else holds of making them. So, you know, you're not losing that like ability to serve the community, even though you're offering the videos of like, you know, the self people can do it themselves. Exactly. And I mean, I love, you know, being able to see what people make. And then a lot of times, like I just repaired one for someone that, you know, she made, I didn't make. And, um, but I don't mind fixing it. She just doesn't have time to fix yeah, it. You know? exactly. So, but like, you know, this particular person made them out of, you know, just kind of colorful costume jewelry kind of materials, which is totally cool too. I mean, you know, it's still, it's still good. It's still all good. Even. Yeah. I think the energy still carries. The only thing I wouldn't do probably is deviate from the actual code. I would feel really weird about like adding extra beads or, or something like that, just because it does feel sacred. Um, but, but yeah, like you were saying, and I think I haven't really mentioned yet is usually when someone wants us to make a mala, me to make a mala, or I say us, but it's me, um, or restring you know repair amala like they'll choose a mantra i mean if they're in the mantras if they do yoga and they're in the mantras i mean some people aren't they just want a mala they just want a necklace but <clears throat> so some 
sometimes people tell me they want a particular one, you know, like I was just playing one Ardas Bayi um, by Sunyai, Sunyai, I think is how you say it, is that that's the version they wanted. And so I chanted the whole time I'm making the mala. So it's super meditative for me. I'm basically praying for that person the whole time, you know, mm. and it's just wonderful to sit and do that. I mean, it feels kind of like, like I'm doing my yoga practice, even though it's very different from my yoga practice. Um, and it makes me super happy. So, you know, if I'm in a bad mood or something, I don't make malas, you know, but yeah. I mean, but if I did start making malas, it puts me in a much better mood. <laughs> you know I mean? that, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, a fine line to walk. <laughs> yeah. But I've also, I mean, we like, I repair the 108 malas too, you know, those are all they're cool too, because they're hand knotted. Each bead is hand knotted so that if it breaks, they don't just, you know, fall all over the place. It's kind of like how pearls are made. Mm -hmm. um, strings of pearls, you know, they, they knot in between each bead and that's really fun and meditative too. Well, too, I think that, you know, they're both really useful. Like you can be wearing your tantric mala but you could also like be doing japa, like while you're just like walking down the street or in the grocery store or sitting somewhere, you know, with your, and have it around your wrist. And then if, you know, like you need to check out, throw it back around your neck. Oh and yeah. Still yeah. Exactly. I mean, we have the wrist mollas too, you yeah. know? So, I mean, that is something that makes it really, really easy and accessible. And, you know, they're all, I mean, they have the sandalwood and the gemstones. Sometimes people want them all out of sandalwood. Sometimes people want them all out of crystals. And, um, but I've had people too. I mean, I think it's also interesting when people aren't into the spiritual aspect of it. I mean, that's interesting too, because they still want them. Um, they like the way they look. There. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's some reason I think people, you know, we have, adorned ourselves with you know tools for millennia right and I think yeah. it has to do something I mean even if people don't really think of it that way I personally think it has something to do with it being valued I mean, so when you're saying that it just makes me think of like Yogi Bhajan says that some people will incarnate just to behold the the door of the temple and they'll never even go in right yeah it's like some people may never chant with a mala or wear a tantric mala, but they may wear, you know, the mala bracelet or like the japa mala and never like actually use it. But it's like something like that. It's like something in there resonates and they recognize some sort of spirit in it and, and yeah. want that connection with it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there've been a few people who um, wanted one, particularly like a 108 mala because they're, I, I think they're just, they're seen more, you know, and so they'll see it and they'll want one that's really beautiful and really special, but they'll want me to chant like their grandmother's prayer or wow. amazing grace or something like that, you know? And so that's fine, that. you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cultural stuff going on in there, but you know, why not? I'm good <laughs> with it. <Lots laughs> you know? the Aquarian age, right? <laughs> exactly. The Aquarian age. So well, tell us a little bit about your process um, when you're, you know, making it like when you're setting up or kind of like, 
yeah, just your process because you're a designer. And so each person that kind of is making these malls has their own designer process. So yeah. you're your unique. Well, um, anything you want to share that's on Facebook? Sure. I mean, if it's just me making a mala that, um, because like, I feel like the beads call, you know what I mean? Maybe it's just that there's, there's stones that I like so much, or, um, I just feel like they want to be strong. And then, you know, normally I'll put them on up on Instagram and somebody will want them, you know? And so my process with that is just like whatever I feel like is being wanting to be made, you know, whatever wants to come through. And mostly with those, I'll just make them out of one type of bead, but sometimes I'll throw in like, I'll put in like a little complimentary stone to kind of amplify the energy or like yours little portals of gold um, or, you know, or sterling silver, whatever. I mean, it just, it's kind of like, it's a very intuitive thing, you know? I tend not to do them where there's a lot of patches of different ones because I feel like it kind of interrupts the flow of energy, but I mean, it can work, you know, it, it can work and, and it's certainly beautiful. Um, but yeah, like I light incense, I tend to use some sacred smoke, I just get want to get in a good headspace and make sure I've got a cool mantra on and I just start laying out the beads and seeing how they look and you know they come in different sizes right you know that so like there's there's the it's always the same pattern but the little beads make a little necklace and the bigger beads make a longer necklace so people have different preferences the long ones because you can you know double them Mm -hmm. and it makes it a little easier I think to wear just like if you're going to an office or something and and the little ones too the little ones like kind of just you know they're not as I don't know as big and statement making as like the as like the longer ones but um but back to my process yeah to put on music light candles just make it all sort of like cozy in here and um and yeah, like I just make them and they tend to, somebody usually claims them. I think the crystals want to be worn, you know, they don't want to sit in my drawer. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but another really interesting way it happens is that people message me like someone did recently. And it's like, I want something for my sister. You know, she lost, um, well, it was like a baby, a miscarriage situation, you know, early on, but um, she wanted something to help her with her grief. And so, you know, a custom mala will talk about, she she did want a tantric mala. She was familiar with that whole thing. She has, I think, four of them, but we'll talk about like what stones and, and I'll use, you know, the books and everything that talk about crystal properties and there's crystal oracle decks and all that's really fun. But often often something just comes to mind, you know, yeah. like, how about this? What is she like this? And then, you know, sometimes the aesthetics of it are important too. Like people love green and maybe they love green because they need something, you know, related to their heart chakra or maybe they just love green, but we'll design it together. So it's a co-creative thing. And um, 
sometimes people ask sort of crazy things that I would never have thought of, you know, like, like a person wanted like one, 108 Mala, and she wanted it for like love, prosperity, um, uh, longevity, enlightenment, on and on and on, you know, Gosh, all these different the things. full gambit. Yeah, I was sort of like, okay, that's different than, and I was like, how am I going to do that? But, and especially because she was like, I don't care what it looks like, but I'm not going to make one that isn't pretty, you know, so it had to be like kind of complimentary colors, but it came together. It was really beautiful. And I was really proud of it. You know, it was like that, that was a really good one, a good challenge too. I would love to see that one. Okay. I can send you pictures of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really cool. And, you know, a lot of times I'll people want a matching bracelet so they can have that energy with them all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the process. Um, awesome. And it's kind of a combo too. Like I was just going to say to some, but sometimes somebody doesn't want the full consultation, but they'll just message me like, Hey, I want, you know, Mala, but can you do it like this or whatever? And that's really fun too you know? Yeah. Well, that was just what I was going to ask, like say that someone's listening and now they're intrigued and they want either a Jaffa Mala or a Tantric Mala, like what would that process look like? Well, yeah. I mean, cause the thing is, is I'm not um, fast enough with these things to have like a whole lot of ready to ship ones on the, re- on the website right now. I mean, I'm just kind of keeping busy with people's orders and their repairs, but so eventually it'll get to be where you can go on the, on the website and there will be one ready to ship that's like, you know, available and hopefully perfect. But most of the time people want something really specific. I mean, I have, I have a lot of malas here, but somebody wants, you know, what they want. So often it's just a DM on Instagram. You know, it's such a malas on Instagram. That seems to be where... I don't know, kind of the main platform that people gather for this sort of thing, you know? Um, But certainly, I mean, people message through the website too. There's like a contact thing and then that comes to my email. So any number of ways, you know, and and it is really fun to have that contact, you know, rather than just somebody just buying something and I ship it, you know? I mean, I like like the contact and the, the personal relationship and then the ongoing relationship over time you know yeah and that's s-a-t-c-h-a mala m-a-l-a is it such a mala with an s mala it's got an s on it too yeah s-a-t-c-h-a and I was also like what does Sacha mean when I first yeah, I was about to it, ask you, you. yeah and um I mean it was sort of um it was kind of like Sasha you know but she was going I mean I think it is Sasha in some languages mm. but you know she I don't think she was meaning to name it after herself as much as like Sat we have you know Satna mm-hmm. um and then I think Cha means like consciousness or something like that so but it sounds good you know yeah. I, mean, I, have, I have like had um thoughts of like you know eventually I've kind of got to make it my own you know in a way like it'll have to happen because we can't just, you know, yeah. we all have different ideas, right. And different, different tastes and different things, yeah. but um, that'll be a slow process, you know, cause I, I love what she created and I don't want to lose 
what she created, but I also can't be her, you know? So yeah. Well, it sounds like those wheels are already turning and, you know, I know that you'll, it'll be beautiful because you want to honor her and you love what came before now. Yeah, definitely. And you want to honor that going forward. So I know that it'll be beautiful, whatever that. Yeah. And it's kind of like any teacher, right? I mean, you know, we kind of like pick up a lineage and then hopefully add something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that too. To watch your process. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I see, you know, it's all on Instagram, but you know, it's just been really cool to see the, the iteration that's come through you and you're doing a really good job. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, are there any stories that you want to share kind of like mystical or magical stories or just anything interesting about the malas um, that since you started working with them before we close our conversation or anything you think people should know about? Well, I don't know if anybody will be interested, <laughs> but, but well, if, there, if, if anybody is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, you know, in um, sort of my pre like yogi life was really interested in magic and like Western esotericism in general. Mm-hmm. And so like also Remington Donovan, who's a numerologist, he did a presentation on the tantric necklaces on Rama TV. And what he focused on was this tradition of geomancy. Mm-hmm that came out of sort of medieval Renaissance Europe and it's a divination system Mm -hmm. and it's done with like I mean it sounds weird but it's done with like one dot or two dots one dot or two dots and there are 16 interestingly different configurations that you can make of one dot and two dots and um you know like today I think we end up if we want like to do divination, people are more drawn to tarot or oracle decks or any number of things. There's lots of things, but back then this was a really important system. Geomancy. Okay, this is the first. I mean, I've heard of geomancy, but I haven't heard of the one dots or the two dots. So this is well, very it, interesting. To yeah, and okay, so it is. Um, there's different ways people talk about geomancy. I mean, people also you know, use it to consider like ley lines and vortices Uh on the planet and the crystalline grid and lots of different things. But this particular way um, that that word is used was a very specific system. And really, I mean, instead instead of necessarily it being like one dot and two dots that we're just like writing down, it would be patterns that are observed in nature. Mm -hmm. So the way you see birds flying, kind of like augury, you know what I mean? Like portents from nature or signs from Uh nature. Uh And it was all about being in dialogue with the earth, Hmm. you know, and sort of like tuning into to the earth. So the way I understand it, like medieval geomancers or Renaissance geomancers would be like asked a question, you know, of like... um, should I buy this horse or, you know, uh-huh. something uh-huh. like that. And it also was really, I mean, a lot of people just like, they hear about this, this system of geomancy and are like, I don't get it. It doesn't appeal to me or whatever, but 
it's really cool when you get into it. There are a lot of resonances with astrology because you also have like a house system that, you know, is, is part of the interpretation of the dots. But basically, I mean, it is really hard for me to imagine that this doesn't have something to do with this. Yeah. Partly, number one, because, okay, these 16 configurations of dots, they're in that pamphlet about, you know, the five attributes of the Mahantantric. So when the guy was talking about, you know, why this was a special one, there's this whole thing about like all the research that he did. And those configurations are are named with their Latin geomantic names. Wow. And, you know, and then there's all these other, I mean, I would love to go over it um, with people sometime because it could help me see, you know, things I'm not seeing in terms of all this like math and the, the codes and how, you know, binary numbers work different than our numbers. So anyway, um, basically, I think that when he talked about an ancient book on divinatory magic, that had to be, that had to be something related to this geomancy system, yeah. especially because he mentions it in a pamphlet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like what Remington was suggesting was just that like, he, he didn't really, I don't think he was really thinking about that these things were connected historically, yeah. but just that like, we have this technology in our world where you've got these, you know, um, pattern of dots that each has a meaning that each has a particular meaning kind of like each tarot card has a meaning or each astro sign you know has its qualities each one of them is associated with a planet with an astro sign with all that and so that's how i think at least that's what i'm getting to beginning mm. to really think that that's why the code you know, is said to contain all the energies of the planets and all the energies and to be 16 movements of incarnation because there's 16 different geomantic symbols, you know, and Yogi Bhajan probably would have known that because he knew, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, And so like you can actually, you feel across, you know, and you just pick one part of your, of your mala and you feel four stones and you decide, you know, which, you know, like order you can look up, I mean, or, or memorize, like, what does that mean? Wow. You know, what does that particular configuration mean? So if you've got like one, two, one, two, that means something totally different than like one, 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 or, you know, four, 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 four. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it I mean, may not. Mind, it's kind of out. just kind of blown. <laughs> well, kind of out there. Yeah. Well, my mind was blown too. And I was looking at um I was looking at that. Um all these little diagrams on that pamphlet. It's so hard to explain without visuals, but it's hard to explain even with visuals, you know? And yeah. I don't really understand. Like maybe it. you should do a whole workshop on this. <laughs> class and we can and you can give us pamphlets (laughs) I mean the thing is if someone would be would really have to be into wanting to learn about geomancy or you know I mean I think um, there are lots of people who want to learn about geomancy I mean well that's that's really cool I mean because I mean I'm I'm one of those people for sure (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I'm definitely studying it and um you know I've 
I have run into people who, you know, knew that the man who wrote that pamphlet, who would know, be able to say more about it. And it's also, you know, he was turning, he was turning the, the mala into like 3D, you know, um, little sculptural situations and stuff. So there's, there's a lot. Do you remember his name? It's, I think it's uh, Guru Han Singh. Okay. I can look it up really quick so I don't get it wrong. Um, Just if anybody wants to go down a rabbit hole and report back to us, they have a starting point. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, if you just, I mean, the thing is, is so if you Google five attributes of the Mahan, M-A-H-A-N, Tantric, T-A-N-T-R-I-C. Okay, it's called the five qualities and attributes of the Mahan Tantric. Okay. It comes up as like a little PDF. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to buy it. You know, it tells the story. And, um, you know, there's some of the visuals here. Like I can show you like that. Does that come through? That's Mm -hmm. like white Tantric yoga. Um, And then... Um, talk about like the Adi Shakti symbol and how it's related and then here's like the code and then that's the necklace that they made for Yogi Bhajan out of gold and lapis lazuli and then um, his name is here somewhere hold on okay Guru Hans Singh yeah Guru Hans Singh so like um, I have met a couple people who, who knew him but Okay, so this is the part I'm talking about. All right, there, if you can see uh-huh. it, is our code. And here, those, you know, configurations of dots, like all ones, all twos, two, one, one, one. There's all numbers there. But then right here, these are the names of the geomantic figures. Wow. And each one of these things is like, really like, I mean, I studied this one for hours before I realized how it related back to our code, but it does. Um, And, you know, then these different 3D ones, I mean, my brain was just starting to to fry, but um, anyway, so so I think it's related. I I mean, I definitely think it's related to geomancy and certainly worth exploring, you know. Um, Gosh, if anyone knows what, the ancient book was this unnamed ancient book that would be really good to know it would shed a lot of light but then you know it's just also like what does it mean to the individual too yeah I mean and Jose Akpu works a lot with you know the geomancy so I'd be curious you know for him to to give his spin on it and how it relates back through like the Mayan lens and maybe you know there's just this like it's usually there's so many once you start to peel back the layers there's so many overlapping exactly stories and like traditions and and then we can begin to piece it all together to create one big story or understanding because yeah exactly so I mean you know I think I think the history of this is pretty complicated because so even like this this type of geomancy that comes from like I was saying like medieval renaissance Europe they got it from like sort of um middle eastern like arab 
sources. It was sort of a way of scrying in the sand, you know, so it's like gone through from the Arabs, medieval Europe into Sikhism, and, you know, and was, I mean, it's just Somehow like it's up here in America. <laughs> Somehow we have we are the beneficiaries of it, and it is. I think it's laden with all kinds of you know sacred possibilities, you know. And, I, just, uh, I didn't know I could fall in love with like the the. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, apparently they love them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're uh, this is already he had to chime in. I think it's the um. Lorraine too yeah. <laughs> but what I we was just there? I was just gonna say that I didn't think I don't know it's just like I already loved them so much you know and it's just this conversation has just added so much more depth to the perspective and relating to them so it's been I'm very so annoying. glad that's yeah. wonderful yeah cool. okay so people can find you on Instagram at Sachamalas, yep, S-A-T-C-H-A-M-A-L-A-S. And please come and you can look at the website too. And that way, you know, see the necklaces and the malas and you know awesome. just say hi. I mean, even if you're not into it, I would love to just interact with your your audience. And yours. <laughs> the yeah. people that will find you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your beautiful time and for all the wisdom and knowledge that you shared with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Likewise. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Satnam. Satnam.